Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 205, Daredevil, Season 2, Episode 13, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. Hello and welcome back to Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am your host through a host of Netflix episodes. And we are finally here in the final episode of Season 2 of Daredevil. And I just wanted to just <laughs> say two things here in the preamble thing one well we'll be jumping right into luke cage pretty quickly right after this that's because we've we've got to <laughs> we've got to we um thing two we'll be doing a format change to our netflix episodes and i think you'll like it i hope you'll like it um, when we get into weekly episodes like within humans and agents of shield and even potentially the you know, the other stuff that's happening although there's some possibilities of some easy. Well, the schedule looks easier than we originally thought it would with all the other stuff happening over at Freeform and Hulu. But all that said, we are format changing Netflix and the because of the way Netflix drops doing this episode by episode, squeezing it in when we can, uh, it just doesn't feel good. And it just hangs like a heavy cloud of heaviness and cloudiness over our heads. We don't want the heavy cloud of heaviness and cloudiness over our heads. And we have figured out a way to really, I think, be able to get through the entirety of Luke Cage, Iron Fist and Defenders before Inhumans starts in September. I think it'll work out. So the other thing is, um, well, the other thing I'll explain it in the next segment because I've got some embarrassment to share. Opening statements. So here's my embarrassment. Apparently, past Ben forgot to call in. Apparently, Ben from the past watched all 13 episodes of Daredevil, not on the same day, not even necessarily in the same week. I don't remember. But 1 through 12, he calls in. He talks about them. In episode 13, nothing. There is, I, I cannot find a call from me, from past Ben. Past Ben has let me down. He has let you, the listeners, down, and he has let Daniel down. Now, who is Daniel, for those of you who are new listeners to the podcast and just coming in now? Daniel is one of the original voices of Welcome to Level 7, and he and I, with every single Netflix episode, called in after watching the episode, it's our immediate reaction so that when we come to it months and months and months and months later, we can remember what we originally thought and how we originally felt after we watched an episode of Netflix, Marvel television. <laughs> 
Now, Daniel did forget once, and he actually has not called in a couple iron fists, I think, or something like that, which is okay. We're going to be changing our format for Netflix anyway to accommodate some of these things. But for now, you know, what, a year ago when Passben watched Daredevil, he wasn't anticipating format changes that would allow for that. No, he just plain forgot. And past Ben has taken me into double past Ben to think about the times in high school when I just didn't turn in my homework. And so I'm now having flashbacks to that. My dad and my mom being disappointed in me and I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to forgive past Ben. And I'm going to move on. And I'm going to play an initial reaction from Daniel Butcher. The initial reaction of a host who is not actually going to be talking about the reaction right now. So we get that extra voice. And then when I come back, we'll be turning the conversation over to myself and to Samantha and to Stuart. So here is past Daniel. Daredevil season two in the books. Agent Daniel here. I'm done. And I'm done before Luke Cage comes on. Yes. Yes, now, for those of you at home, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you how far in advance of that I was, <laughs> but it wasn't good. But anyway, yes, yes, Electra, as we know, she has to come back because, you know, we've all seen that story. So she's totally coming back. The war's coming. The war. Um, You know, I like... Daredevil season two better than Jessica Jones. I, I don't know if I liked it better than season one. In many ways, as much as there was parts of the Punisher storyline I really liked, kind of felt like the Punisher storyline was at times a distraction, uh, a secondary, something to help fill time. I almost wonder if they could have, instead of doing 13 episodes, you know, done like seven or eight, and maybe done a, like two mini seasons. Just saying. Just saying. Because again, the Punisher stuff and the, Daredevil stuff and the war stuff, he just kind of all comes together because they have to. Um, did I mention I love Stick? Love Stick, showing emotion. Stick loves his kids. He does. And I think he, he even loved Electra. So, all right, there we go, guys. Daredevil, season two. Done. Done, done, done. Whew, I can go back to the A team now. Peace out later, bye. All right. Thank you, Past Daniel. And I love that Past Daniel, you and I have had some of the same ideas, like about this kind of two half season possibility that they didn't do. But we had it independently because this is you not knowing that I said any of that kind of thing. And me. Feeling validated because we had the same idea. Great minds think alike, as they say. And you know what, Daniel? Ours do, too. So gonna play our sounder we're gonna move on we are going to go into the conversation about this the final episode of daredevils season two case evidence okay so we're back and as promised not alone it's me and it's my friends it's your friends agent stew and agent samantha Hi, Agent Samantha. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? 
Good, good. So, Agent Stu from the UPA and Agent Samantha from not the UPA. So. From the, from, I'm, from, I'm, in the, I'm in the bushes in the shadows hiding, waiting to pounce. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in, in Indiana. Training. No. No, it is. No, it is like the worst of the worst heat right now. Oh jeez! Yeah, th- no. This is not guy. my time. This is not my time. <laughs> so, is is the corn high out there? And it is. All you can see as far as the eye can see. Yeah. It, okay. Y- yes. On my way to work, I will say that I was impressed by the height of the corn on most what of my drive. What you need to do with that is plow it under and build a baseball field. That's what you. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. I'm not going to well, do that. Fine. fine. Baseball is fun. Uh, ghosts, when- ghosts scare me, even friendly ones. I mean, come on. Ray Liotta scare. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I can't. <laughs> Look, if Ray you're gonna, scares me too. okay, if you're going to get visited by Yoda and he's a ghost, I'm sorry. I'm going to be scared. Like <laughs> force ghosts. Yeah. No. I mean, if I was in the story, it'd be great. Oh, Yoda's visiting me. But if I'm sitting here, you know, on my couch and there's Yoda appearing as a blue force ghost on my living room floor. I'm going to freak out a little bit. <laughs> Just hope a seagull doesn't uh, throw a coconut at your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> so we are here <laughs> to talk about, uh, not Yoda, but to talk about a cold day in Hell's Kitchen. And yeah, this is the final episode of Daredevil Season 2. The final episode of Daredevil Season 2 wraps up everything and brings all of our storylines together in just a perfect, uh, satisfying conclusion. So that and all these fact, different desperate, uh, disparate, not desperate, disparate threads <laughs> are all getting pulled together and woven together. And you can see now, oh wait, no, no, that was in the alternate universe <laughs> where they actually, and I, I shouldn't be so snarky about it because last episode did bring things together thematically nicely. I don't know if you guys listened to the episode with Michael that I did, but I was very happy with the way that the thematic threads were brought together with that mirroring of Electra and Punisher. This yes. episode did not do what I was hoping it to do, though. <laughs> it's It's almost like you might call this episode the Iron Man 3 of Daredevil Season 2. Which is, it feels like a coda. It feels like an epilogue episode. It doesn't feel yeah, like a conclusion. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely a conclusion to the ninja stuff. But to the Punisher right. stuff, it's it's just, yeah. So, you know what? Let's let's start there. Let's do, let's do Frank Castle's story in this episode, okay? Right. Frank Castle goes into his house, sees his table, reads the newspaper, and and then burns it down. Goes to the work shed, gets some stuff, and then he goes and shoots Ninja. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's Frank well, I mean, Castle's that's, story. That's what I do on a Saturday night. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it's just uh, it's just uh, Frank Castle popping in to say, hi, I'm going to shoot some guys, and that was it. Because I think his story was pretty much wrapped up in the previous episode. Yeah, absolutely it was. And, and this one, it brings him into Daredevil's story, but it feels so... So shoehorned. I did not mind yeah. at all seeing him come 
and basically this my my old life is gone i'm i'm completely mm-hmm. cutting ties with my old life that i loved those people but you know what they're gone and they're not coming back and i am not coming back either i am another person right now i am the punisher and he's got the 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 skull on his on his uh armor is is much more defined and he's right. he's there man you know he is punisher now this so. feels like a almost a pilot episode. His part of it feels almost like a pilot episode for the Punisher series that's coming. Yeah. Yeah, well absolutely. I mean this whole season was kind of the yeah, Punisher pilot episode. Too. This is the, the, the I mean this does it wraps up his origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, and and this is his, you know, he's standing up there shooting ninja almost as a thank you for daredevil like right. hey hey thanks man pachoo, pachoo. i got your back pachoo, pachoo. and now you're on your own red <laughs> thanks a lot for all the fish and then he he leaves <laughs> and freight freight castle would not appreciate you saying that his gun sounds like pachoo, pachoo. Okay. i'm just gonna say that okay look frank castle if he visited me in real life i would be scared but I'm not if, if I'm in the show, I'm not going to be saying pachoo pachoo to him ever. <laughs> all right. Um, not unless you were trying to get him to laugh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting that guy to laugh. I am not going to try no. to get that guy to laugh. I am going to turn around and walk the other way. Yes. And, and hope, hope that he doesn't have guns under that, that long coat. And really just don't well, do he, anything to make him mad. Well, yeah, you wouldn't like yeah, him when he's mad. Say, he wouldn't shoot you for no reason. I mean, he he may be you know a, a madman with guns, but he he has a code. Yeah, you're right. If I did the pachoo pachoo in front of him, I probably the most I would get from him would be a sneer, a right. really terrifying sneer, <laughs> yeah. but a sneer. So anyway, that's his story. His origin story has wrapped up, but just mm-hmm. the way he kind of steps into you know the the ninja storyline, shoots some ninja and then and then steps out. It just feels a little shoehorned and and doesn't mm-hmm. feel it feels really out of place for him uh, to do that. I wish that there was more interaction with him and Matt in that in that final moment. Um, I don't know how they would do it. That's the other thing. I mean the way that they set things up with the ninja storyline, there is no easy way to write him to come more into the, the Matt storyline. It just, it just feels like there he is. Okay. <laughs> now he's going to well, walk away. I mean, this has been my problem with season two, the whole way through. It has definitely felt like two different, you know, two different shows. You've got daredevil and punisher and daredevil and, Electra slash ninja you don't have it and it's very they seem to track thematically but they don't seem to track plot wise yeah yeah I almost wonder you know why didn't they just do like for the first seven or eight episodes um, this scene with Punisher do the the first seven or eight episodes is the Punisher storyline and in episode seven or and and eight you introduce Electra as this kind of chaotic force that's coming into Matt's life. But then when the Punisher stuff is done, that's when you start the ninja stuff. The, the one thing I would say is, first of all, they did a great job with the thematic finish last episode. But the other thing I'll say um, for f- just the whole thing is Punisher and Electra 
were two different poles on Matt's life. The Punisher storyline was Matt Murdock, lawyer man. And the Elektra stuff is Matt Murdock, Daredevil Ninja Man. And and, and so for, and that, in that way it works. And that creates drama for the main character. You right. know, it's literally yeah. making him choose between two different things. And and that plays out very nicely throughout the series. Um, I felt it was at its head on the last episode that you and Michael talked about. And that was, that episode was great, by the way, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, the, but I, I don't know, like we've said, I don't know where it sort of fits into this episode, except for the fact that he's the guy who gets them out of the, gets them out of the jam. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're How in a tight spot. That, they're in a tight spot. They're in a tight <laughs> spot. I need my pomade. Um, <laughs> so, I don't. I know. hope there's someone out there who's appreciating these references that we're throwing out. <laughs> I appreciate them, Ben. Okay. I got that. You bonafide. That's for sure. You ain't <laughs> hit by no train. <laughs> Are you in an OFT? Run off. <laughs> oh, for those who are wondering, the best, best adaptation of the Odyssey. Odyssey yeah. Ever. It, yes. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Love, I'm, love, love that movie. Okay, but back to Daredevil. I I forgot where I was, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I think – oh, we're, okay, so my, my question was, how were they going to get out of it if Punisher didn't shoot some ninja? By trying harder and fighting ninja. I mean the, you didn't need to have Punisher pick off those few ninja that were there. You, you just didn't put those – if you're going to write it different, you just don't have that many ninja. You know, yeah. Okay. I mean, you you just write the scene differently. Um, I mean, they were figuring out. Okay, we've got this whole situation with all the ninja, and okay, this is a nice spot for for Punisher to to jump in and help. I get it. I I totally understand why he's there. It just I wish that, the, and this is me. You know, not being happy with what they gave us. You know, and this is the, this playing is playing the home game. Yeah. Exactly. I would like. I would have liked to have seen more interaction. And that's really what it comes down to. I would have liked to have seen more interaction between Daredevil and Punisher as, as the goodbye. And, and I didn't get that. Okay. Well, what did I get? I get an awesome ninja fight. Let's, I mean, I'll put that out there right now. Um, and, and, you know, Punisher does what he does. And then he says quietly, but he knows Daredevil can, can hear him. He's like, there you go, red or something like, I can't remember the line exactly, but something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question is, do we think Daredevil's going to show up in uh, in the Punisher series? Because I think Karen is. Well, I, I, I mean, we we don't want to spoil that. too much, but I don't know. <laughs> that's that's really yeah, what comes down know. to, as, as I've I've heard some casting stuff, like you said with Karen, but nothing's been said about about Matt Murdock. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. All right, Punisher. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk done. about Ninja now? Let's talk about Ninja. Okay, so we're going to quickly, I think, go through this. Um, let's talk about Nobu, because Nobu has a strange sarcophagus, and he has a list of 20 targets. How important is that list? We're going to find out very, very soon. Then we find out Matt has Stick tied to a chair in his apartment, and he gets a whole bunch of black sky junk thrown at him by Stick. He doesn't believe. But the question is, what does Elector believe? Because she's black sky. She's the black sky. I don't know what that means. 
I mean, I personally don't know what that means. We'll we'll get to it. But the legends say that if the hand gets the black sky, they can do anything. And so they're going to stop the hand, Matt and Electra, but they're not going to do it Styx way. And I, yeah. So their plan is they're going to find Nobu and they're going to knock him down in front of his troops and just make him basically, you know, look, you're, you're, you're Messiah or you're not, I guess he's not the side. Nobu is more like John the Baptist, I guess. Um, your, your, your herald for the, for the Messiah is not that great. We're going to knock him down. We're going to knock him down together. So then they go to Melvin to get armored up. New stick for daredevil. Huh? Billy club, like the cops use only like with a thousand extra little things in there. Grappling hook turn into a nunchuck. He, the possibilities are endless. Just endless. And less so, clothes for Electra. Yeah. Well, yeah. is it less? I mean, she it's doesn't less. get anything from him. I mean, Melvin, Melvin is Daredevil's guy. You know, Melvin is Daredevil's superhero tailor. And I mean, he wasn't expecting a new customer. True. But he's just a, he's just a humble tailor. Certainly not a spy for anybody. <laughs> Oh, we're going to but track I'm again now. That girl Here we go. At least gone by the store and picked up. If she wanted to wear something like that, she could have at least picked up uh, some of those. Um, uh, which McCall that women wear these days that just drives me nuts. Oh gosh, it's escaped my head right now. Neither Ben nor I know what you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, it, it's like the really skinny. It's almost like pantyhose, but women wear them like they're jeans or something. Jeggings? Oh, leggings? Je- yeah, jeggings. Um, she could have at least picked up a pair of jeggings and wore them underneath, and I would have <laughs> complained so much less. Okay, so do you want to talk about it here where they're getting their equipment, or do you want to talk about it later when she could have sure used some of that armor? Yeah, she could have used the armor. And I mean... Let's talk about it later. Okay. All right. So, so we'll talk about it later. Did you guys see Stiltman? Did you guys see the stilts? Yeah. The, the Stiltman? <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about MCUing <laughs> stuff here, okay? They. I got two questions for you. One, I, I only had one question before you brought up the Stiltman thing. <laughs> but now I have two. Question one, did they adequately, in your opinion, MCU the Billy Club? Because that is comic book stuff right there the comic book billy club used to in like the official handbook to the marvel universe comics that they used to put out where it's just like encyclopedia entries about every character they would have you know the cross-section cutaways drawings of the of the the billy club that daredevil had that would have like these little um explosive packets that shoot the the gatling uh or not the gatlings the grappling hook Gatling gun is a much different thing. Um, they shoot the, the grappling hook and that, you know, allow him to, to, to use this in, in ways that are completely implausible. But in a comic book, yeah, you can swing from, from building to building using that thing. Um, here, how do you feel? Billy Glove, super fantasy Go. weapon. Well, it's a super fantasy weapon. I mean, it, I, I like that it, didn't show up in season one at all and didn't show up hardly. It, it waited until the very, very end of season two to show up. I, I think that's good um, because 
I want to. S- it. You never give your main character magic item, and as soon as you do, you got to figure out how to take it away. Otherwise, he would just conquer everything. Um, and that's what's happening that, here. I mean, this is this is your classic hero's journey kind of thing, where he they're right. going and he's being equipped and given that magic weapon so he can go and defeat the final enemy. Mm-hmm. I, Samantha, as what do you far think? As the way it works, I think it works well. Yeah, I really love the slow build up to all of his gear um, because it, it it's not like you know in a video game where you got to get this this piece here and this piece there in order to to defeat the bad guy. It's just it's it feels more like just a natural evolution of Daredevil um, as a fighter as opposed to trying to build up something just so he could fight the bad guy. Yeah, I mean. If they had done, if they had done this first season, like Stewart said, it would be harder to accept. But we've been through the gritty MCU here, and to have a little bit of, of fantasy thrown into the, the mix and a thing that there is no way this would work in real life. There is yeah. no way this would work in real life. I'm just throwing it out there, but it looks good. Um, they get some cool shots with it when they're running across the, the rooftops and stuff. And there's some neat stuff. So I'm, I'm good with it. Okay. <laughs> you brought up the Stiltman stuff. Could they ever MCU Stiltman? Stuart, have you ever seen Stiltman in comics? No. It's a thing, man. His legs extend. So, so, okay, and now so he's super tall <laughs> with long <laughs> legs. That- is that like his deal? Like, yeah, that's I'm, it. Uh, I need to reach the peanut butter on the top shelf, so Stiltman, here I come. Well, it's more like I'm going to rob the person on the third floor, so Stiltman, here I come. It's just goofy. And so how does he get into... So I'm, I'm just... This is the point of the of the time where I'm asking too many questions, so I'm, I might just ask this one and stop. Uh-huh. So guys on the third floor... Yeah. His safe's not at the window. Well, no. I mean, these are these Can't are mechanical. from the stilt man. These legs? are mechanical pants, right? So he's grow. You know, the, the legs grow, and then he like just retracts one and steps into the window, and retracts the other one and steps in the window, and and he's inside, and he's got stilts <laughs> that are short now, and it's goofy. Okay. It is. A thousand times goofy. All right. I. Yeah. Um, I am. I have complete confidence in Jeff Loeb and the Fike. If they decide to do a stilt man, I think it'll be great. I don't see any way they could do it without being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say that right now. Well, let me just say this. This is all we're going to see of it. I'm positive. There's no way that they're going to go further than this. I think so, too, because I'm not familiar with the comic book universe, but that does just sound so goofy. And I think that's just a <laughs> nod from them saying, yeah. Yeah. we love this character. <laughs> we think it's hilarious in the, in the comics, but no, we're not going to attempt it here. But we just wanted to nod at it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So we get a call from Foggy. And we find out that Mahoney has been roughed up 
and his mom was threatened because some people wanted files on Daredevil. And they didn't want to just know records about who Daredevil put away, but they also wanted all of the files from just regular people that got filed that he saved. Now, so this is happening and we find out, okay, Mahoney actually gave it to them because now we move over to a bus and the hand is in this bus and there are a bunch of people in this bus and these are all people that Daredevil saved. And these are the cheese for the trap. These are the bait to bring in the Daredevil. Now, who does that include? It includes an old guy who gets shot in the head because he struggles against the hand. It also includes Turk and Karen. Now Turk is on house arrest, but he has modified his monitor to allow him to not be on house arrest. And so Karen convinces him to turn on the monitor. He does not want to do it, but he does turn it on. They get taken to a warehouse. Police respond to the warehouse. Police get killed because he turned it on. Meanwhile, Electra and Daredevil are on the rooftops and she helps him to focus so he hears some people talking Japanese and they go and follow that voice where they then get to the warehouse. And there's an argument. Do we save the people or do we get Nobu? And Daredevil says, we're going to save the people. And they come just in time as the hand are starting to cut off Turk's foot oh. to take the house arrest thing off. Yeah. Oh. So then we get one moment that I was very curious about i think i'm gonna stop here to ask you the question but daredevil finds karen and as they're all everyone else is walking away he asks her in a very matt murdoch voice are you okay and he says it just it seems like a natural response but at that moment i i actually put in my notes does she know does she know who he is she doesn't i don't think she does she will by the end of this episode, but that just felt like think, a, he let down his daredevil guard and spoke to I her think, as Matt. I think he's put, she's putting it together at that point. I think she's got an inkling in that point. And by the end of the episode, her, her assumption is proved. Um, her hypothesis is proved, <laughs> but yeah, they should know that, relationships based on extreme intense actions never never work well that's, they're, that's they're, my speed reference by the way that's the speed reference <laughs> and they even prove it happen. in speed because keanu reeves does not show up for the sequel it's true so, yeah it's true <laughs> oh man We've been all over the place. It's actually been kind of <laughs> this pop culture minefield that we're walking through. Um, okay, so Electra does join Daredevil in helping the people get out. And the people come running out. And now the ninja are coming. And Daredevil and Electra prepare for their last stand. They're going to make their last stand on the roof. And there's lots of ninja coming. And when I say lots of ninja, I mean lots and lots and lots of ninja in my notes i wrote lots of ninja lots and lots of ninja i mean there's a lot of ninja coming um so are there a lot of ninja there's a few yes <laughs> but you can't hear any of the ninja so you know it's okay sound design was really cool because when we get into the battle and daredevil and electra are running around you hear their footsteps but the ninja are just like which right 
it was a really quiet yes. sound I was making in case you couldn't hear. But um, <laughs> yeah, so while they're getting ready to, to just do this battle, Daredevil makes the pitch to run away, you know, and you kind of get a reflection of that scene back in the house when Elektra brought the guy who killed Matt's dad, um, where they were just talking about these fantasy getaways and they start making plans and doing the fantasy getaway thing. If they survive, of course, if they survive. Mm -hmm. So let's stop here and let's talk a little bit about our relationships. We've got Matt and Karen. We've got Matt and Electra. We've got this, this whole like bonding between Daredevil and Electra. And this is where Samantha, when I started off the series and I said, said something about, um, Electra being better for, for Matt or something like that. And you really wanted to take issue with that. And rightfully so, if that's what I meant, but then I forgot because I had forgotten what, what Electra was really like, but this is the stuff here that caused me to feel that way. Like the, the last scene that we spent with Electra was this stuff here. And I think she kind of redeems herself a little bit where she's, yeah. I understand uh, because I, I I remember feeling the same way the first time I saw this series um, in this moment. Um, but I also have to remember again that she's the crazy semi-bipolar girl, ex-girlfriend. So, And also she's uh, a murdering murderer who murders. Who murders. Yes. And the thing that the thing that I think of when I think of this scene is that a cheetah can never get rid of its spots, right? She's always going to be that that crazy bipolar type of person. I'm not saying well, that that's bad. I'm not trying to cast any judgments on it. I'm yeah, just saying I, and that, I also don't want to peg as you know she's bipolar because uh, I don't know. Well, I don't, yeah. Bi- no, bipolar in the pop culture sense, not in the actual yeah. like legitimate. <laughs> Uh, diagnosis sense. I mean, it's well. I, I think I think in the more legitimate diagnosis sense, she is more like a psychopath, which is, yeah. Regardless of what her 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 diagnosis is, uh, let's say she is not. She's trying to be something she isn't. Um, in this in this scene, that's the way I read it. She's trying really hard not to be a murder hobo, um, but she can't. Because at the end of the day, she is that thing. And the, you know, what's the adage of like the scorpion goes across the river with the thing? It's like, hey, I'm a scorpion. You know, I totally yeah. screwed that up, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. Because I saw that Star Trek episode too. Um, <laughs> but, to be fair, I had heard that parable or that fable before, um, before that Star Trek episode. I don't even know what Star Trek episode you're referring to. Scorpion part one and two. <laughs> it was a Borg episode. They were going to, Oh, they made a, a deal with the Borg to cross this expanse. And, and Chakotay said, you know, the, told the story of the, the, the Scorpion that you're talking about where, okay. So that's, that's Voyager and I'm not as well versed in Voyager. So, well, nobody's perfect. And Voyager nobody's certainly perfect. wasn't either. So, no, that's true too. Okay. So, Matt and Karen, we've talked about a little bit that maybe she's putting together the pieces now, but she is for certain Lois Lane. I mean, oh, if yeah. there was any, any doubt before she is a reporter who finds herself in these <laughs> tight situations because of her relationship with a superhero. 
You can't get much more Lois Lane than that. Yeah. No, I cannot A superhero disagree. who sometimes wears glasses. Eh, uh, sure. But, um, well, yeah, why? it's just, you know, they're really cool red <laughs> sunglasses and... <laughs> Yeah. I almost I almost said Oakley, but that's that's Cyclops from X Men, so um Those were so expensive. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So let's move on then. No yes. boo speechifies. He does a good job at it too. He does. It basically comes down to no one escapes destiny. You're you're uh Black Sky. Yeah. Yes, not black hole sun. Not black <laughs> hole sun. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're black sky and you know just deal with it let us just have you right now and then we have a fight a big fight lots of ninja action and they're fighting fighty 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 and then it's nobu it's daredevil nobu's about to stab daredevil with sai electra sai and then electra jumps in the way and gets stabbed herself no. and She's able, you know, she feels like she's done something good here. This is sacrifice. She has sacrificed herself spur of the moment to be sure. Um, But then I think she kind of realizes, and I think this is a realization that happens after the fact, not motivation that pushes her into the fact. She says, they have nothing. now. I took it all away by getting killed. It was good. Or I was good. And it's, this hurts really bad. And now I'm dying. I'm dead. And you she's know, dead. The dry cleaning bill she is about to get from Melvin. <laughs> what? She didn't get any equipment from Melvin, though. No, but doesn't she have to kind of return it back to him at some point? Or I don't think she return got anything what? from him. That's true. I think she had yeah. this extra. This is her extra ninja outfit that she's wearing. It's not the same one from the beginning, right? Like no. when, Like when they were in that apartment. Um she slummed it and bought this at TJ Maxx. <laughs> no, that's that's not slumming it. That's 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 bargain shopping. No, no. I mean that's that's legit. She slummed it. We would call it bargain shopping. She would call it slumming it. Okay. True. Sure. Um okay, but first of all, I have to ask you because I'm asking myself, does it bother you that it's not Bullseye doing this? Because the classic moment in comics is just like this, or not just like it, similar. The sigh getting stabbed by the side, but it's Bullseye who does it. It's Bullseye who kills her. And it's a, like an emotional thing because it was Bullseye who was doing it. And this is Nobu, not Bullseye. Now, we don't have a Bullseye yet in the MCU. Um, but they changed it. Like they, they took this iconic moment and they, they just changed it and they gave it to someone else. I mean, it's, well, it's like killing off Mary Jane Watson instead of killing off uh, Gwen Stacy. It, well, I mean, my, my concern is that in a way there is something I'm not sh- I'm not all that well versed with the relationship between Electra and Bullseye. But there's something a little bit more personal about it coming from Nobu in the MCU. Yeah. Because he's he's been hunting her. That's true. And and she did. She she took the thing he is looking for. She took it out of his hands and she made him destroy it. He's the one who destroyed the black sky. As far as we know and as far as she knows right now. Clearly, 
things are going to be different, but you know, the things are not what they seem. Correct. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know who Bullseye is other than Colin Farrell in the other <laughs> Daredevil series movies. Um, you say that like it's a bad but, thing. Yeah. Like we vaguely remember that movie. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I saw it the once and I vaguely remember it. Right. I've yeah. seen it more than once. Like, I have to, I have to account for this in my life that I've seen Daredevil the movie more than once. I I have to find redemption after well, after that. Honestly, since we've been covering it um, here in the podcast, I kind of I do want to go back and rewatch it. Um, well, just for the heck of it, but we're now at the end of season two. There's, I mean, just the mere fact that it's Batman playing Daredevil. Like Daredevil is a is a legitimate storytelling success on Netflix. And the guy yeah. who played him in that thing which it honestly Electra and Daredevil both I don't think they deserve quite the scorn that they get but they don't deserve much praise. I'll put it that way. Ah uh, yeah. I remember that much that I remember hearing a lot of people complaining about them and then I saw it and I was like and eh, they're just complaining to complain. They're not great, but they're not terrible either. No. It was interesting because, I mean, that was coming off of, uh, I think Spider-Man and, and X-Men both had been out when, yes. when that came out. And so you had these two kind of redefining of superhero movies. And, and then you have um, Daredevil come out. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't the same. And no, it it was it was we're gonna do superhero movies the way we've done it. Whereas X Men and the first Spider Man, I'm gonna be very specific in that, were <laughs> making superhero movies real. Whereas this seemed like, and I love the Richard Donner Superman, but the first Daredevil movie with Affleck and. Jennifer Garner seems almost in va- in the same line as we're going to fly around the world to make it go backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think the biggest problem, honestly, with that Daredevil movie is that it was the Electra story and and it didn't feel like the the relationship stuff. It happened too quickly for me. And and there's and then they have the ridiculous playground fight. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to discourage you from watching it. Samantha, because if you don't remember it from when you saw it before, you'd seen it before, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just I vaguely remember. I mean, it's bad when I vaguely remember a plot of something because I'm usually the one that memorizes it instantly. Yeah. So I, I would say go for it. I mean, there's worse things you could do with your time. Yeah. And like, I, I think that movie could have had a better script and direction. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Lots of movies could have better script and direction. Yeah, but this that movie had a really good cast going for them. And I think they could have gotten something interesting if they had someone else at the helm with a better story. Yeah. 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 Okay. So back to this story. I just mm-hmm. – I feel a little bit robbed in some ways that we don't get the bullseye moment. But we don't have bullseye. So – you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna do the greatest hits, then let's do the greatest hits. And so Electra is dead. This this seems a natural 
course of events for this situation. I don't, again, I don't know who Bullseye is in comparison or in contrast of Elektra. Um, I do know that another character in this series would have been too much. They, the, we were already talking about Punisher versus, you know, the Elektra stuff. That's a hard, I mean, add another villain into this. Oh my gosh. You know, um, Matt would be all over the place. Yeah. And being torn yeah. in many different, different ways. So. Well, and, and Bullseye in, um, in many different ways, because he killed Electra, kind of becomes Daredevil's Joker. I mean, he's, he's one of the main um, arch enemies, you know, rogue gallery guy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So she's dead. She dies. Daredevil fights Nobu then while Punisher gives support with his rifle like we talked about. And then we get to the climax. Matt puts Nobu over the side of the building. Nobu falls, but he's not dead yet. He sits up and stick cuts off his head. And then electricity sears the air and the body rises up into the <laughs> air and zaps stick with with Nobu's life force and the and it's and, amazing stick and Queen with the Spaniard yeah Queen yeah. Queen starts singing Who Wants to Live Forever um, okay no that doesn't happen <laughs> but stick cuts off Nobu's head I can't believe we referenced that one <laughs> <laughs> I went there but uh, stick takes care of of Nobu stick is the one who actually kills Nobu. If Nobu is going to be dead. And it seems to me that yes, they brought him back before, but this, you know, decapitation is a little harder to come back from. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my opinion. I, I am not an expert uh, on ninja doctoring, but easily <laughs> you put a little, you put a little, uh, antiseptic on his neck wound. He'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Fair well, it's, it's the uh, the Buffy kill all method. I mean, it it doesn't always work, but for m- most cases, you know, beheading will kill the monster. You know. Yeah. And and so, stick takes care of it. So here's my next question for you guys: Did they pull their punch here? Did they did they pull their mm-hmm. punch? Because Matt, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, in that fight, Matt throws him off the building. Matt killed him. Matt doesn't kill and it's, it's something, you know, it's part of his code or whatever, but he's, he doesn't kill, but he does here, except he doesn't because then we find out, Oh, he didn't actually kill him. He sits up and stick is the one who actually does the murdering part, the killing part. And so do they pull their punch? Should, mm-hmm. should Matt have actually killed Nobu or should Matt have subdued Nobu and then stick comes and kills him? In a different way. Well, I thought that this was sort of Matt subduing him with Stick walking in and finishing him off, basically. But I don't. I don't think he knew Stick was coming, and I don't think he intended to throw him off the building for you know for capturing purposes. True. Um, I have heard you brought up this point once before. And I've thought on it, and yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's been a great season, but you know, no story is absolutely perfect. 
my the I I think it might be too early to tell. Um, if and I don't know if this continues or not, but if this story, if Matt Murdock as Daredevil, played by Charlie, what's his name, continues, uh, if the throwing Nobu over the ledge plagues him, then no, they didn't pull their punch. They, they gave us another thing for him to be um, guilty, th- feel guilty. Tr- yeah. Feel guilty of. I mean, he's a good Catholic. He does that well. I'm a Catholic. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> so, so is if he feels this, if he earns this badge of of honor, this little black spot on his heart, then yeah, it does. He didn't pull his punch. Um, they they are plaguing him with this. But if we never hear from it again, no, they they did. So I, I guess I reserve my yeah. my judgment on this. That's valid. After, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Where the story goes that. I accept that because I really don't want it, want them to be pulling their punches. And they haven't so far. I mean, I can't think of another time in this series where they really did that. But you're right. There isn't enough time to really follow up on it in right. this episode. Yeah. It, because right. as far as we know, Matt threw him over the edge and didn't run after him. I mean, like he looked, oh, okay, you're dead. And then went to go do something else. He didn't like go investigate the body or anything like that. No, but because here's the other thing. If this is going to be a part of his character arc, that's great because I mean, why did he do it? Well, the guy just murdered his girlfriend I mean, or his, right. at least his superheroing ninja side Friend. girlfriend, you know, um, <laughs> he, it's bad. I mean, this is, if nothing else, there was a friendship and a camaraderie between the two of mm-hmm. them. You know, Electra could understand the ninja superhero side far better than any other person in Matt's life. Oh, that's true. And so that's, that's a, I mean, he, he there's a lot of emotion in the moment or there, there should have been. And and so when he looks over the side, he's not he doesn't care about Nobu. He goes back to Electra, right? I mean, he's that's mm-hmm. what he cares about. And so, you know, there's there's some there's re- some redemption. There's some forgiveness as far as like a viewer, you know, forgiving the character. Mm-hmm. You know, because we always ask those questions about like Ward and and different characters on on Shield. Like, is there a comeback from this? You know, can this character be back in our good graces? Obviously, for this situation, Daredevil is definitely in our good graces. He's he's not a murderer when he does this in in our mind. But does he cross the line into that killing? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if he I think if they really wanted to push this, he would have killed accidentally or on purpose killed an innocent. Um, and that would have really tormented his soul, but he didn't. He killed a guy who's already been dead. So there's there's a whole expanse <laughs> of gray area. That's so, true. I mean, you can make the case. Yeah, I threw the guy over the building, but you know, he was he's been through the whole death thing before. It's not it's it's not murder so, if they can come back from the dead, is it? So mm-hmm. did he? So refresh my memory. Did he kill him once already in season one? He lit him on fire, didn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fight thing, though. It was like not an intentional, I am going to try to kill you. It was a, I have to get out of this situation. I'm, I'm fighting you right now. And it was a result of the fight, right? And as far as we're concerned, then he, he's dead, but he's not. And yeah, that would be an interesting comedy kind of thing, you know, where you have, yeah, is it really murder if they can come back to life? I mean, this is really just more assault and battery, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, just because he died also- doesn't mean he was actually you know, dead, dead. Yeah. And then you have zombie Sitwell going. <laughs> oh, zombie Sitwell. Yeah. Oh, well, there's also the argument too of is is Matt going to have this hanging over his head and and in his heart because he killed a man, but or is he going to let it go because Nobu is a murdering murderer who murders a lot of people and. He's truly saving lives by eliminating this one. But here's the thing as well. I mean, Daredevil and Punisher had this conversation. Once you cross this line, it changes you. True. You know, and so that are they going to follow up on that? We'll find out, I guess. But I, I, you're totally right. This this really is a wait and see. Yeah, because it's, it's like going back to Hitler. You know, would you have killed Hitler if he had the chance? You know? When he was a child, um, there's also knowing what we know well, now. Yeah. 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 But, um, you Doctor know, would who it, said no, by the way. Yeah. Cause well, they're also politically, I mean, it wasn't just Hitler. I mean, there was a whole group of people involved in that, but anyways, <laughs> my point being, um, you know, killing one crazy person to save lives of many, many others. Um, you know, would it, that be a sin? Would it be something that you would carry for the rest of your life? Or would it be um, easily forgiven? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the Joker thing, right? I mean, how right. many times Batman has put Joker away and Joker escapes and, and kills more people? And if Batman would have just killed Joker the first time out, there'd be so many people who are still alive in Gotham. Who right. aren't now? Yeah, I never understood why Batman didn't kill Joker. Batman kills literally everybody else. Well, accidentally. Uh, it depends on um, what Batman you're talking about, too. I mean, yeah. that's true. True, like the Michael Keaton Batman. Um, well, that was an accidental. No, thing, no, no, no. Well, the the Joker thing maybe, but I mean, in Batman Returns. Joker, yeah. In Batman Returns, Michael Keaton, Batman, literally takes some dynamite and puts him down a clown's pants and pushes him off a bridge. In the first scene. And then he blows up. I mean, right. the guy falls off the bridge and blows up off screen. I mean, that is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, that fir- in that first Tim Burton movie, doesn't he throw somebody off the off the ledge of a building, like, in that first scene? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So... You know the Michael. It was the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never understood why Batman did ever kill Joker. I never. I I understand that that's a thing that's happened. Like, why is Batman never killed Joker? I never. I never have a good question, good answer for that question. No, and I don't think we ever will. Um, And that's that's another one of those genie questions where once the genie comes out of the bottle, you can't put it back in, and. Yeah, I mean, once they really start seriously addressing that, and I think that they have, 
I think that they have seriously tried to address that with like in the new 52 or something. I did not follow any of the storylines, but I, I, I do think that they do answer the question or he maybe even kills him. I don't know, but back to daredevil. <laughs> Let's talk about the MCU. Some more. <laughs> yeah. So we're at Electra's burial and Matt and stick are there as the, the, coffin is being buried by the two guys the, the caretakers or whatever and and they have the conversation about Electra is it worth loving her and Matt's like yeah it was and sticks all yeah I cut ties from all humanity cuz makes you weak blah 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 and then there the there, Matt talks about the I guess the he liked it you know and all the chaos and all the violence there was some good stuff that were happening there so we have that kind of wrap up there we get a wrap up at Josie's where Foggy settles the tab at Josie's because he actually has money right <laughs> because he's yes. he's got a new a new job um, with Hogarth's it, law firm right yeah yeah, yeah. and I think Josie's I, a little sad too yeah yeah I mean she's she's losing some mainstays um, Karen also pretty much has a new job and that's working with uh, Ellison at the newspaper and he gives her advice, like, you know, scotch helps you not to care so much. Um, Which is a true statement, by the way. So, I mean, here, this is the gang splitting up, except for one thing. Back in the law office. The power's still on, so it's okay. They, you know, Karen's there. Matt walks in and shows Karen the mask. And here is our Iron Man 1 moment. Hmm. <laughs> I'm Daredevil. Boom. Oh, and then also Electra's in a sarcophagus. <laughs> a crazy magic sarcophagus that's going to let her come back to life. Uh, oh, I do have a footnote for that sarcophagus, but let's keep going. That's it. We're done. This is okay, our episode. Done? Yep. Yep. So you want to do you want to do sarcophagus? You want to do I'm Daredevil? Or... I mean, it's pretty much it. I mean, well, <laughs> we could talk about stick some too, but... Yeah. Well, my, my little uh, footnote's pretty quick. Well, let's hear it. Okay. So the Japanese character on the sarcophagus. Um, I do not speak Japanese. I apologize. I try to. Uh, so please give me credit there. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the character is Sose, uh, which is Japanese for resuscitation. Ooh. How appropriate. Bum, bum, bum. Very, very appropriate. Yes. That's cool. Did, how did yeah. you find that out? Did you recognize it or did you look it up? Um, it's uh, one of the trivia things on imdb.com. <laughs> <laughs> you could have lied a little bit, Samantha. <laughs> yeah. I could have said, yeah, I asked my sensei. No. <laughs> that would have sounded so much cooler. <laughs> so much cooler. But I could have asked him, but... <laughs> so my uh, the thing about Karen and him going I am Daredevil is it's a very intimate act I mean Iron Man when Tony did that at the fr- end of the first movie he did it because of some ulterior motives like he wanted to, to he wanted to clean piss off Coulson <laughs> like right. That. right Uh but he also wanted to you know 
it takes the spotlight. He he was going to read this canned uh, thing, but he wanted to you know have the spotlight and have the attention on it. This is a an intimate act between two people who have been through the grinder together. I don't know where this goes. I think this is more of an interesting um, segue into what ne- happens next at the end of the story because now Foggy knows and now Karen knows. Do they turn their back on them on Matt? And uh, and then Daredevil, do they join forces to become the the guy in the chair? You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't either. I mean, I, I'm trying to work my way through this idea. Like, there's so much storytelling potential now mm-hmm. that you're getting beyond just the whole. You know, why hasn't Lois Lane noticed? That this guy that she's like, I mean, she's in close quarters contact with Superman and Clark Kent, both. Right. Clark Kent is working right in the next cubicle and, you know, they're they're going places together. And Superman, like, literally carries her with her head right by his face. And she's not noticing the jawline is the same. And she's not, I mean, (laughs) but. Well, you know, they have the parts of their hair on different sides. So that's, you know, very confusing. It does change your look. It really does. Right. Um, And glasses change your look, too. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. But. Yeah, because, you know, when I'm around my boyfriend and I take off my glasses, he has no idea who I am. Who? What'd you do to Samantha? (laughs) I, I want you to know that I'm committed to her. And you, you, you do not tempt me at all. Leave this place. <laughs> and then you put, and then Samantha puts her glasses back on. What did you say? <laughs> no, no. She puts her glasses back on. She's like, that's the right answer. You know, <laughs> right answer. So anyway, um, the, the moment is a good moment and it's, and it's an honest moment, not just that he's being honest, but it feels honest for the series as well. And uh, maybe a bit of a cliched ending for this season, but it's the right ending. It feels good. Um, it it feels know, the, right. The thing about cliches is they're cliches for a reason. Um, and I feel like sooner or later, he's going to have to tell somebody as opposed to somebody finding out. I mean, yes. Uh, Foggy found out. Foggy caught him in his, you know, suit, right, and helped him, <laughs> yeah, burst him back to life. He has to. He has to commit to telling someone, to being honest with someone, and that's an important step. Yeah. Yeah. And and this could go. You you mentioned a few different ways it could go, and and there's probably even more that we haven't thought of, but there's a lot of different places this could go. And I'm, I'm very curious. What is this going to look like in, in defenders? Because it's this, it's the Avengers syndrome where you have all these characters coming together with all their storylines and they, how does Avengers feed into their story arc and, or, or does it, you know? And so will defenders give us you know, the follow through on, on this daredevil reveal to, to Karen. And, and if not, you know, will it be less satisfying. So I, I'm very curious where this is going to go. And 
very curious what they do. I mean, not just with Daredevil, but with all of them. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Like, all, all four of these characters are coming in with a very long backstory. And right. And I, I feel like it might have... They, they committed to doing one of each and then the big one of all. And I feel like they kind of went, oh, this is way better and more expansive than we ever thought. So now we're not necessarily playing catch-up, but we have a lot of avenues to explore. Um, But here's another thing that you're talking about all these avenues and stuff and and how we were supposed to get one of each and then mm -hmm. Defenders. But then all of a sudden we have Daredevil Season 2 thrown in there. I'm really, really curious what their intention was with Elektra when they were first planning this out. And it was going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And and then we throw in Daredevil Season 2. And we do the whole Elektra thing. Back, and uh, Luke Cage and, Def- and yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah, which I wasn't yeah. – yeah, I didn't like that. But – um, but the black sky stuff, you know, did they mm. change the black sky stuff? Because, well, once we bring Electra in it, um, it changes our direction. I don't know, but I'm very, very curious, like what, what, what it was like, what the plan was ahead of time. I'm wondering if maybe this just popped into my head. Um, what if Electra was always meant for daredevil season two? And as they were trying to flesh out the story for the Black Sky, they they decided, oh, hey, what if Elektra was the Black Sky? Then yeah. that means we would have to pull Daredevil Season 2 in earlier to make sure that that storyline is fulfilled for Defenders. Yeah, is, mean, is the Black Sky and therefore Elektra as Black Sky part of the comics that you know of, Ben? No, but a similar storyline is. Like, so when she died okay. and then she was brought back because she was a popular character and that, that storyline was a popular storyline and, and she is brought back by the hand. Um, I believe she's brought back by the hand with some memory loss. And, uh, so she was never the same Electra that Daredevil loved. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, the, the building blocks, the basics that we're seeing here are there in in the comics and this is not a real there's no real left turns here other than oh not bullseye <laughs> and and oh black sky yeah. who knows what black sky means and i'm still confused about black sky still confused i don't know what the heck it is i hope that defenders does really explain specifically in detail and just break it down in terms that i can understand you need some Trekno babble moments. Yeah. You need some, some, some guy spouting some exposition or Sigourney Weaver, you know, either one okay. um, spouting some exposition. So, all right. Well, I, I think that's it. I think that wraps up our discussion of daredevil season two, episode 13. So what we're going to do now is we're going to, head over to some feedback because we do have uh, an email to read and then from there we'll give our ratings as well and I think our ratings can be I don't know dead ninja sarcophaguses I like dead ninja how many dead ninja do you give this episode um, four and a- <laughs> house arrest monitors 
<laughs> Honest Confessions. Honest Confessions. Um, yeah, Black Sky, Messiahs. So okay, well, shoot let's, in characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do our uh, let, let's do our feedback. Witness testimony. Okay, so we got one feedback about Daredevil, uh, the final three Daredevil episodes is from Agent Jeffrey. And he says a lot of things. Here it comes. I hope you get this before you record the last show. Uh, these are all pretty much standalone statements. So starting off with, I like the horror movie, horror movie imagery of the hospital scenes set to the flashing emergency lights. Too bad for Claire, but it's good to finally see Matt fly around but by a wire next Karen is fearless, not even in the room for one minute. And she's already snuck off. I'm not sure what it is about Marcy and foggy, but I like their chemistry meat grinder. Indeed. Madam gal was one of my favorite characters in the Netflix shows. Maybe Feige could use her to help fight Thanos. <gasps> John Berthold, John, John Bernthal has done a great job as Frank castle. That dude can emote The diner fight was hard to watch. Frank is very stabby. I also appreciate scenes that employ a coffee pot for self-defense. Claire is a victim of corporate bureaucracy. Stickmobile. There aren't enough personalized vehicles in the MCU. The chase have some crazy training routines. Young Electra is a vicious. I, it's a wonder that stick survived as long as he has for as much as he smack talks uh, as he runs. The hand ninjas seem like roaches. There are so many of them and they're everywhere. The Matt and Foggy breakup scene breaks my heart. This is probably the first episode where I felt like Ellison was really good at his job. His ability to motivate Karen shows that he's a pretty good manager. I still miss Ben Yurg. Karen is a pretty good interviewer. Maybe that's her secondary power. Matt is really taking a beating from the ninjas. Battling Jack would be proud. Bamboo under the fingernails. Stick and Bobby Morris should share notes. I didn't catch it the first time through, but Shining Star by the Manhattans is Punisher's theme song. I wonder if Karen realized that as well. Um, I'll intersect here, or interject rather. Yes, she did realize that. Was that kill Electra's first? The same kill that Electra told Matt about earlier in the season, and then Stick murders someone? Why do we even like these people? Wait, <laughs> what? Electra is a black sky? What's a black sky anyways? Maybe we'll find out in Defenders. I'm a sucker for surprise car crashes. Nobu is a real rascal this season. Why won't he just stay dead? The Manhattan skyline at night deserves a byline in the credits. It's beautiful. I totally dig Matt's new baton. We're finally getting close to a daredevil that can swing around the city. I wish that the plot about kidnapping could have been stretched over two episodes, but this season trucks along very quickly. Turk Barrett called his house arrest bracelet a family heirloom and paid the price for it. I like the imagery of all those ninjas running on the rooftops. Matt is such a romantic. When Electra said, let's go to London, I wish he had responded, I've always been partial to San Francisco, which is a nod to the comics, too, because he spent some time in San Francisco practicing law and superhero stuff. Uh, the rooftop battle is too dark. Maybe I need to recalibrate my TV. I like this season more on the rewatch, probably because I could enjoy it for what it was more than what I expected it to be. Here's to the second half of Luke Cage and the entire season of Iron Fist having the same results. Thanks for everything. 
Jeffrey. So I'm glad you brought up Luke Cage and Iron Fist because that is something we'll be doing soon. We are going to be covering Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders in a different way. We're still working out some of those details. Um, we're still going to cover it. It's just we need to find a way to cover it a little bit more quickly so that we can start in humans free and clear. And once in humans comes into play, um, we were looking at the schedule. And let's see if I can find that. I can't find that. No, I found it. Um, it's interesting because Defenders is coming out August 18th, I believe. Is that correct? Stuart? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then um, Inhumans is going to be in theaters um, around that same time, uh, the last week of, of August. And then uh, the week of September 24th, I don't remember what the actual date is for the, the Inhumans episode, but around in there is when Inhumans episode number one will be on TV. And then we're going to get seven, eight straight episodes, eight straight weeks of Inhumans. And after that, Runaways, November 21st, or at least the weekend of November 21st. I'm looking at a, a jacked up calendar here, but um, in November... Uh, run, uh, Runaways will be beginning and it'll be on Hulu, which I think they'll release one week at a time. So we're going to move straight from week after week of Inhumans to week after week of, Ragn of Runaways. Thor Ragnarok is in there. And then once we get into 2018, uh, oh, in November we'll have Punisher as well. Uh, 2018 is going to bring us um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., New Warriors, Cloak and Dagger, and and who knows what else? <laughs> so. And on May something, May fifth, I think it's uh, Infinity War. Yeah. So lots of stuff happening, but it's spread out nicely. And so if we can get Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Defenders done before we really jump into Inhumans, um, it actually will be a nice regular it'll, clear. It'll be schedule. nice and caught up. Yeah, and I mean. There is, I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but there are, there's more episodes coming out of uh, Punisher has his own series at some point. Uh, I know Iron Fist season two just started, you know, shooting yeah. all of those things are coming. So, yeah. So we're enjoying it though. I mean, that's why we're doing this. Uh, we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So all that to say, we're, we're going to, we're revamping how we approach the Netflix series specifically. So yeah, I think it's time for us to give our ratings for this episode. What do you think? Yes. Do you want to give our ratings for the episode and then give our ratings for the season? Yeah, kind of. We'll, we'll talk about that too, for sure. Okay. All right. Final verdict. Okay. So what do you think? We're going to give out of five, Ninja cockroaches. <laughs> Ninjas like cockroaches. Ninjas like cockroaches. So we're, we're we've got five of them. How many do you give this episode? Well, I would say four, but one's been squished, so four and a half. <laughs> okay. What about you, Stuart? Um, ooh, I'm gonna say. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe 3.75. It wasn't the best. 
Um, I do think that some of the Punisher stuff was a little clunky. I love the I love the end of the Punisher stuff, um, I, but it was very insubstantial. I guess it didn't feel weighty. It didn't feel like it it mattered. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tired. It's hard to tell, but I'm going to go 3.75 on this last episode. All right. And I'm, you guys are splitting up your ninja. Like <laughs> these are people, man. These are real people. No, one of them lost an arm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's your, it's your responsibility. You're the one who did it. I'm going with a solid four, four I'm whole shocked, human beings. Four. Shocked and amazed is what i'm going to tell you shocked and amazed all right so the series itself the season itself um how does it stack up we've had daredevil jessica jones and daredevil so um we can't really compare it to luke cage and iron fist yet but how does it stack up is it better than first season worse than first season different than first season just as Mm. good as it's different Go ahead, ben. I was just saying, I, I think I, I think I like first season better. I think I did too. I think I like the, um, it, the first season seemed a little bit more cinematic to me. First season seemed a little bit more gritty to me. Um, and those are the two things I, I really like. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the hallway scene. I mean, to my mind, that is the, that is the epitome of the daredevil fight, um, that we know in the MCU, uh, from like episode two or something like that. Yeah. That that is yeah. an amazing shot. But an not only that, it, it kind of is a Netflix trademark now. Like right. that kind of a thing when they can do it. Right. I mean, they probably did it. I mean, we have we can't spoil Iron Fist, but I'm sure they did it all over the place all the time in Iron Fist with all the martial. I'm gonna stop right now. <laughs> Again, that's an alternate universe, but yeah. No, but so. I think this is not as good as the first season. Um, and it's completely different than Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was a psychological thriller. This is a, a ninja movie. And the first season of daredevil is almost like a, a, a gangster flick or, a, um, or like a hard boiled detective novel. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of its own thing. But that said, you know, if I say I, I'm saying I like the first season better um, it doesn't mean I don't like this season. It doesn't mean this oh, is good. This is a good season of television. It really this is. is. Great. I mean, we've had uh, Daredevil one, Jessica Jones one, and Daredevil two, and these have all been fantastic, fantastic seasons and television shows. I, and I'm sure that Luke Cage and Iron Fist are gonna just continue the the trend of. I'm I'm gonna stop. I, I can't continue that sentence, so we're going to move on. <laughs> hey, I want to thank you, Samantha and Stuart, for joining me. And I want to thank everyone out there for listening. And one of the things that we would like to ask of you is as we are approaching Luke Cage and Iron Fist um, in our coverage, is we would love to hear from you just with your, your overviews. Our final episode of coverage for Luke Cage and for Iron Fist and for Defenders, we would like to have... Um, a lot of uh, listener feedback about the seasons as a whole, uh, in your opinion. Yes. So if you could, you, if you wanted to do that, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. And we really appreciate getting your voice 
not necessarily your actual voice, although you can do that with a voicemail, but get your voice on the podcast and not just ours. Um, so, Who knows? There may or may not be no prizes. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. They, they, <laughs> there may or may not. So, like I said, my <laughs> call that I am putting out to you is this. We love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Write something new, something different, something only you can write. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcome to level7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 17755-LEVEL7. You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level7, or by following us on Twitter where we are level7pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Okay, if you're still here, it's because you like Welcome to Level 7. It's because you like hearing what we have to say about things, and you know that we do post-credit stuff. So that also means, I mean, you like Marvel, and presumably you've listened to this episode, so you like Daredevil. And so this post-credit is a little bit different. Uh, I have not been paid to say this. In fact, um, when I do this kind of thing, I don't usually tell the people involved that I'm doing this kind of thing. I'm going to play a podcast promo, though. And we don't play a lot of promos on Welcome to Level 7. Um, but on my other podcasts, uh, well, Comic Book Time Machine, I do. And whenever I play a podcast promo on Comic Book Time Machine, it's because I actually like the podcast. It's not because there's some sort of podcast uh, promo exchange. <laughs> so this is not part of a podcast promo exchange. Dave doesn't know that I'm doing this. I don't know if I'll tell him or not, but... He's a podcaster I really admire and respect, and he has done a podcast that I thought might have gone away, but then it seems to have come back, but it's coming back in a way that's going to go away. And I haven't listened to any of the newer episodes, so I haven't heard like what his plans might be. But the bottom line is, this is a great podcast about Daredevil, and he's done some incredible episodes about different uh, chapters in the Daredevil history. And I've mentioned this podcast actually before, but... Yeah, I'm I'm bringing it up here. I'm going to play the podcast promo. If you listen to it and you like it, drop him a line and tell him Ben sent you. Tell him Ben Avery sent you because you might not know who Ben is. There's there's probably a lot of different Bens. In fact, we had a Ben who co-hosted this podcast for a little while. Definitely, there's other Bens out there. Okay, so that said, here's the podcast promo for Dave's Daredevil podcast, a podcast that I enjoy, I like, and I recommend. Okay, doing the new promo, do not say take the dare. Do not say take the dare. Okay, go. Hello, darling. Nice to see ya. It's me, J. David Weeder, the Conway Twitty of podcasting. 
but please call me Dave. I host a show called Dave's Daredevil Podcast, where I talk about Marvel's Man Without Fear and Netflix superstar Daredevil. But I'm here to tell you that things have changed. Don't worry, I've still got more hornhead goodness than you can shake a billy club at and a desperado love for Daredevil. And episodes of the show still come out each and every Sunday. But now, Dave's Daredevil Podcast is part of the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. That's right, the show can now be found at twotruefreaks.com, home of Earth's mightiest podcasts. And if you haven't tried the show before, I see the want to in your eyes. So take the time to check out Dave's Daredevil Podcast, because sometimes you need a podcaster with a slow hand. Dave's Daredevil Podcast, every Sunday at twotruefreaks.com. Take the dare. I have no self-control.